Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. I've got another video for you today. We're going to be doing another Dynasty video. So last time we did the top five quarterback rankings. Today we're going to be getting into the top five running back rankings. And these were a little bit harder to separate. Your quarterbacks are probably all going top 15, top 10. The running backs are a lot more spread out. We don't even know if we're going to get any running backs picked in the first round. Compared to last year, this running back class is pretty thin. Last year, it was insane. You had Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Lair. You had Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers. I mean, wow, it was stacked. That was a pretty historic class, though. You're not going to get that every year. This running back class is nowhere near as stacked as last year's, but it's not every year you're going to get a class where you have five rookies competing as like running back twos and are all projected to go in like the top 20 of drafts. That's just not going to happen every year. Let's get into the rankings. At number five, I have Michael Carter. So Michael Carter went to North Carolina. He shared a backfield with another guy who's going to be on this list a little bit later in Javante Williams. And so they were basically a dual backfield. They were splitting, but they were both very successful. Michael Carter was 5'8", and he weighs 200 pounds, and he's almost 22 years old. It's important to look at the age a little bit. Most of these guys are older, but you just want to be aware for dynasty, you know? And it also matters for when a guy breaks out. You know, if a guy breaks out as a freshman and then declares as a junior, that guy's probably going to be looking a little bit more favorable than maybe a guy who played all four years and only broke out his senior year. You know, that stuff matters. Because if you're being able to produce at a high level at a young age, that uh, bodes very well for your future. In 2020, Carter ran for 1,245 yards, and that was eight yards per carry. Pretty crazy efficiency on the ground. And he also showed some passing upside, caught 25 uh, of 30 targets for 267 yards. So that's over 10 yards a reception. Some of the downsides to Michael Carter, though, is he might not be a three down back in the NFL. At only 5'8", 200 pounds, you want those workhorses to be 210 plus. I mean, you look at your Derrick Henrys, your Dalvin Cooks, Camaras, those guys are all 210 or plus. You really only have Christian McCaffrey, who's like 205. But if we're looking at talent, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is insane and it's not really comparable to Michael Carter. You can look at an Austin Eckler who's probably the ceiling of some of these guys, you know, smaller back, maybe doesn't get a ton of carries, but gets a lot of work in the receiving game. So that's honestly the upside of a lot of these guys. But, you know, not everyone can be the Austin Eckler. Not everyone can be the Christian McCaffrey. So smaller guys in general tend to lack fantasy upside. Uh, and so that's why I have him here at number five, even though he produced basically as effectively as Javante Williams. It's just unfortunate that his size, you know, is probably likely to not carry over to the NFL as well as uh, a guy who's bigger like Javante Williams. At number four, I have Kenneth Gainwell, and he was honestly a pretty interesting player to look at. So he's out of Memphis, uh, and keep in mind that's where Antonio Gibson went to school. Uh, so Kenneth Gainwell is 5'8", 200 pounds, so basically the same frame as Michael Carter, which would be undersized in the NFL. Uh, he's also 22 years old, and he opted out of the 2020 season. So the last time we saw him play was in 2019 when he was on the field with Antonio Gibson. But what's kind of crazy is, if you don't remember, Antonio Gibson was barely used in the rushing game at Memphis. You had Kenneth Gainwell as the RB1. He ran for almost 1,500 yards, 6.3 yards a carry, and 16 touchdowns. 
He also added really, really high receiving upside. 51 receptions on 61 targets, and that was for 610 receiving yards. So, I mean, from production-wise, that is pretty crazy. And think about this. Antonio Gibson came into the NFL and was a successful running back. I mean, a good starter, not just some, like, low-level, you know, fringe starter. He was a good starter as a rookie. And Memphis had Antonio Gibson playing at receiver because Kenneth Gainwell was so good. That's what makes him really hard to judge in the sense that he doesn't have the prototypical NFL size, but Antonio Gibson, who is taller and weighs at around 220, which is good running back size, was basically beat out at the running back position. In 2019, Kenneth Gainwell had 231 rushing attempts and Antonio Gibson only had 33. So that's where I have some trouble uh, ranking Kenneth Gainwell. To be honest, if he was maybe 5'10", 215, I think he could really see himself in that top tier with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne and Javonta Williams. But right now, I'm going to have him at number four, but he definitely has the high upside. Moving on to number three, I have Javonta Williams from North Carolina. I mentioned him earlier. We're sharing the backfield with my number five guy, Michael Carter. So Javonta Williams has a much larger build than his uh, backfield mate, Carter. He's 5'10", 220. That's really the size you want. That's pretty prototypical. Uh, 21 years old, so he's younger than the other guys we've mentioned, which is good for Dynasty. You know, you get an extra year, uh, a year less of wear and tear, you know, on his body. Ran for 1,140 rushing yards last year on 7.3 yards per carry and 22 touchdowns. So that's pretty great efficiency uh, and touchdown scoring. I mean, that's basically a touchdown every 50 yards, which is very solid. He also showed good work in the receiving game. 25 receptions on 30 targets for 305 total yards. I mean, over 10 yards a reception. And he has great athleticism for his size. Some of those bigger guys, they may be able to take the hits, but are they able to, you know, maneuver through the defense, kind of break off those big plays by making a defender miss? And Javante Williams can do that. So that really is what helps him get up here at number three, is he has that workhorse upside. If you're going to be drafting a running back in a dynasty draft, you want that guy to really have some high upside and be like an RB2 or an RB1. You know, you really want that upside when you're drafting running backs. This year's draft really has a big two, and that's Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. And so at number two, I'm going to be going with Travis Etienne out of Clemson. There was a little bit of uh, intrigue as to how heavy he was going to weigh in at, because it seemed like he was playing at a lighter weight, maybe closer to 200 pounds, which like I've talked about earlier, it's okay, but it's just not ideal for the NFL. But he came in at his pro day, was 5'10", weighing at 215, and still ran a fast 40-yard dash. So that all is uh, boding well for him. He's 22, and he actually came back for his senior year. He could have declared for the draft and been a pretty solid pick, uh, but he wanted to run it back. You know, it didn't work out. They didn't win the national championship. But I think he definitely improved his draft stock, showed some real improvements. He really developed as a very dependable receiver out of the backfield. So he played four years at Clemson, and his receptions went from 5 to 12 to 37 to 48. And then his receiving yards from 57 to 78 to 432 and 588. So he really just kept building on that receiving production. When you look at the NFL today, basically all the top running backs, except for Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, come with good receiving upside. Your Christian McCaffreys, the Camaras, the Delvin Cooks, these guys can all catch the ball 
and that also helps for fantasy. You get the PPR points, you get the receiving game, you also have more opportunities at touchdowns in the passing game, so it's all very important. And when I'm choosing between Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, it's probably close, and this could definitely swap um, after the draft, because obviously, you know, landing spot is very important for running backs. I just like Najee Harris's running style a little bit more, and I think Najee Harris is uh, less landing spot dependent. I think Najee Harris has the ability to basically immediately go in as the uh, number one and produce basically anywhere. And Travis Etienne has that potential as well, but I just think Najee Harris has it a little bit more. So that's why I have Travis Etienne at number two. On to my number one, Najee Harris out of Alabama. And he is probably the biggest running back I've talked about. 6'1", 230, looked like an absolute unit at his pro day. He is the oldest guy too at 23, which isn't ideal. Um, But if you're still able to get, what, five, six years of running back one or two potential out of him, I mean, that's definitely worth it. He's a guy who also came back to play in his senior year, didn't need to, had good draft stock, just like ETN. I mean, can you imagine if both of these guys declared last year? That would have been one of the top classes of all time for sure. But, you know, we get to spread out the wealth a little bit. We have Najee Harris in this class. Najee Harris kind of had an interesting uh, path in college. He wasn't like Travis Etienne, who was able to produce for basically four years and get a lot of work in each year. You know, he had to uh, ride a little bit lower on the depth chart. He was playing behind guys like Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris, who have both had success in the NFL. But he got his opportunity to be a workhorse in 2019. And then when he came back in 2020, and he made the most of it. Similar to Etienne, he also showed a ton of improvement in the passing game. Uh, In 2020, he caught 43 balls for 425 yards, and he wasn't just catching out of the backfield. They were putting him in the slot a little bit. He really showed a lot of promise in the receiving game. He wasn't just running wheel routes that were, you know, wide open and he gets to run for 10 free yards. I mean, he was working out of the slot. He was going deep. They were really showcasing him, uh, and I think that also contributes to him being up here at number one. I think he's an immediate three-down back wherever he gets picked. I mean, there are some options like the Steelers, the Bills. I think those are both great. If he can go in there on a pretty solid offense, I think he can step right in day one, be that workhorse, and be an instant fantasy producer. To recap my top five, I have Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Javonta Williams, Travis Etienne, and my number one is Najee Harris. Like I think I mentioned earlier, I've already done my quarterback rankings. So these are the running backs. I'll have the wide receivers going up tomorrow. So if you guys enjoyed this video, it would help me out a lot if you liked and subscribed. That really helps the channel grow, you know, get more eyeballs on the content. So that would mean a lot if you guys were able to do that. Let me know in the comments uh, what your thoughts on these rankings are. Do you think some guys are too low, too high? Did I miss someone? You know, a lot of people have Chuba Hubbard in their top five. He was just on the fringe, didn't make it. But let me know what you guys have to think. I like to hear other people's opinions and collaborate. So yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. See you guys.